And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. The tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a holiday drama on the Damon Runyon Theater from 1948. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's exactly right, Carl. So we're starting with the letter A. Mm-hmm. So you can think of songs whose title begins with the letter A. Apple. Apple. Is that a song? Fritters. Is that you might name? get all of these. Do wow. you think, Mike? Mike thinks I, I might get all of them. Mike, what's your guess? I was about to ask you. Um. Yeah, I think he might get all of them. I'm. Oh. If he misses one of them, it's the last. I, he's gonna. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I was thinking. Um. Possibly two at most. The last one's a. I don't know. Kind of a wild. The last card. one's tough. I don't know about that. It's just a wild card. Okay. All right. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's start with the first one. All right. Let's start with the with first that. one. Why don't we start right. with the first one? Let's start at the very beginning. With it's the first one. A very good place to all start. All right. Let's do that <laughs> okay. then. Long. That was my idea. What was? Start with the first one. Okay. Long, long time ago. Oh, what did I do? Oh, I hit the wrong button. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm, All I, three buttons get very like, confusing. I have itchy fingers or something. Itchy too. fingers? Itchy fingers. As long as it's just your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else is itchy. That's what don't I'm worry. saying. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm oh, not I contagious. I don't want to hear about your diseases. Nothing else is okay. itchy on me. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. I can still remember. I can still remember. How that music how used that to mus- make me smile. Um, the day, uh, apple pie, uh, uh, American <laughs> pie. Apple pie. American long pie. Huh? You got it. Don McLean. remember how that music <laughs> used to make me smile. This is a sad song, too. I knew if I had my chance. That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver With every paper I delivered <laughs> I know a word here One word at the here last there. word of each sentence I couldn't take one more step All right. Well, we're almost at the chorus, though. I can't remember, remember if I cried when I read about <laughs> You don't know this word? Bride. No. Come on, something. But something touched Dead me deep, deep inside the day the, the music died. died. And I was singing. So by 
This is all about uh, the plane crash that yep. killed Big Bopper and um, three of them, and also, um, oh my gosh, La Bamba was that again? Um, Richie Valens, Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and one other, one other person. All right, all right, good job. I got one. Great. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stay away from me. I didn't hit my my ding. Oh, ding. Okay, okay. ding, ding. There we go. Stay away. Oh. Okay. Oh Sorry. my gosh. Mike gave me too many things here. It's he Mike's gave me... fault now. It's all Mike's. At least fault. it's not my fault this time. Okay. Okay. Let's focus. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Mama, let me be. Mama, let me be. Don't come a hanging around my don't door. Come a hanging around my door. I don't want to see your face, face no, no more. more. I got more important things, things to, to do, do than spend my time growing yeah, old with, with you. you. I said, stay away. Stay away. Listen what I say. Listen what I say. Uh, get away from me. Get away from what me. I say to you. Mama, let me be. Mama, let me be. Don't come a knocking around my door. Don't come a around my door. Don't want to see, see your no shadow fa- no oh, more. Shadow no more. Colored lights can hypnotize. Sparkle someone else's eyes. So, Mama. I said, get away. Get away Listen from what I you. say. A, 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 a. American woman. There it is. American woman. American woman. That's the guess who. American woman. Stay away from me. Wow, it's great. American woman. Mama, let me be. You know, they do karaoke to this song in, you know what movie? No. I'll give you a hint. Jim Carrey is the one doing the the uh, karaoke to this song in I've, a movie. I, I would Mike, do you know? No, from that clip. It's in Cable Guy. Oh. He does karaoke at a party that he throws to this song. All right. I am All right. two for two. Two for two. Here we go. You're much better at this than really ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Well, I heard some people talking just the other well, day. I heard some people talking just the other day. And they said you were going to put me you on were, a shelf. Put me on a shelf. But let me tell you, me I tell got some news for, for you. you. And you'll soon find out it's true. True. And then you'll have to eat your lunch all by yourself. yourself. And I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling strong. I will sing this I'll victory sing song. I'll sing this victory song. Woo-hoo. Yeah. My, my, woo-hoo. Yeah. The letter that you wrote me. The letter that you wrote me. Stop and wonder why. why. But I guess you felt like you just had to set things right. Mm-hmm. Just remember this, my girl. When Just you look up in this, the sky, girl, when you, you can see the, the stars sky. and still not see the light. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling strong. Feeling strong. I will sing this, this victory song. song. Yeah. Yep. That where's the? I, it's in there. I've took you up to the chorus a couple <sighs> times. It's it's embedded in the in the lyrics. Mm. I skipped that line in between. Mm. Mm. Listen, Read me the line right listen, up to the okay. title. Um, well, I heard some people talking just, just the, the other, other day, day, right? And said you were going to put me on, on a show. show. But let me tell, tell you, you, I got some news, news for, for you, you, and you'll soon find out it's true. true. 
and then you'll have to eat, eat your, your lunch, lunch all, all by yourself. Because, and there's the title. I don't know. Because. We don't have time. Okay, we got to get. Let's we, hear it. Just the other day, and they said they to put me on a show. This is called Already Gone. Yeah, Already Eagle. Gone. For you. Great. Yeah. All right. I got All two right. out of three. You did well. Not bad. You got a D. Two out of three. Not bad. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Great. All right. More of Hollywood 360 with the Damon Runyon Theater after this break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You sound so friendly in that um, right. radio it, ad. You it's, know, it's people all a only roof. really knew you, you know? Right. All oh. right. I'm the worst. Gosh. Ugh. I mean, you sound so friendly. Like, hey, sign up hey. for the podcast. Huh? Hey, that's yeah. why I make the big I'm box. so nice. I'm such right. a. Such a nice person. And then, you know. <laughs> That's you cackling over there. <laughs> the real Lisa. The real Lisa comes out around real. midnight. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> around midnight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. With the moon, you know. Yeah. Like, like a wolf baying at the baying you, at the world. some experience yeah. with that. Well, we won't go there. <laughs> Damon Runyon Theater. Oh, these are great. And this is a Christmas show, Dancing Dan's Christmas. John Brown plays Broadway. These are terrific broadcasts produced by Alan Ladd's production company. Let's go back to March 13th, 1949, program 11 in the series, Dancing Dan's Christmas on the Damon Runyon Theater. <laughs> The Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, Dancing Dan's Christmas. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. The time this story takes place is Christmas. The time when everybody is saying things about peace on earth, goodwill to men. Now that is a sentiment with which I go along 300%, and I wish that everyone will take it to heart. However, there are certain citizens who never hear of peace, and goodwill is nice, but not absolutely necessary. And how it happens that I almost spend my last Christmas with no will at all is quite a story, which I will tell you about in a minute. And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, Dancing Dan's Christmas. It is just two days before Christmas that I am sitting in Mindy's, enjoying some cheesecake and coffee. My enjoyment is not long-lasting, because no sooner is the first bite in my mouth than I am joined by a character named Shotgun Sam, so-called for reasons that are plain. He sidles up, eyes me for a couple of seconds, then sits down. The cheesecake has no more flavor and gets even less tasty, as Shotgun says as follows. Broadway, how are you? First rate. How are you, Shotgun? Tired, very tired. 
Is the cheesecake good? I just take my first bite. Oh. I don't see dancing Dan any place around, do you? I am not looking for it. I am. Oh? Here's his heart to find, his warmth in the bookie's heart. It seems to me that the places to be looking for dancing Dan would be the nightclubs. He likes to dance. Uh-huh. And that is just why I'm looking for him. Because he's such a slick dancer. You wish to take lessons? I do not. I wish to give dancing Dan one. And one he will not forget. I tell you, I do not see him any place. I believe you. Thanks. Broadway, I do not like the job I gotta do. Which is? It seems that dancing Dan dances too much here lately with a wrong doll. Uh, Muriel O'Neill? The same. You know about it, then? Well... There is a rumor that Heine Schmitz likes it. Said rumor is absolutely true. And because it is, Heine wishes dancing Dan to know it. Look, Shotgun, what harm is there in dancing with Muriel O'Neill? None, except that dancing Dan does it more than once. Now I've got to find him and end this career. You're sure you do not see him? As sure as I am a foot high, I do not. Okay, but uh, if you do, you will let me know. Well, to tell the truth, I do not get to many places which are apt to see dancing Dan. But in case you do, Heine would take it as a personal favor if you would tell me. Also, he would take it as a personal affront if you do not. But shut up. I also I... would take it as a personal affront. I have got this job to do for Heine. And I would like to get it over with because I wish to get home for Christmas. I do not like to spend the Christmas season hunting for somebody here. I... I hear. Okay. See you, man. Now, when a citizen like Shotgun Sam says he would take it as a personal affront, he means just that. So I make it strictly my business to keep more than somewhat away from the spots where I am likely to see dancing Dan. Not that I would tip off Shotgun, because I like Dan. But if Shotgun finds out that I see Dan and, and do not tell him, that is not only the end of my peace on Earth, it is the end. So it is on Christmas Eve that I am in Good Time Charlie's, a place Dancing Dan is never likely to show up. The scene is as follows. This is what is known as uh, Tom and Jerry Broadway. You like it? It is very good. A great thing for Christmas. Charlie, yeah? how does it happen you have no other customers tonight? Christmas Eve, everybody stays home. I figure I'll close up early and... Who's that? It does not make any difference. Let him knock. Now, as I was saying, whoever it is wants to come in. I got to close up. No more customers tonight. Maybe it is someone who wants to see you. Oh, okay. Leave the door on its hinges. I'm coming. Hiya, Charlie. Dan. Dancing Dan. Yeah. Dancing Dan. Well, Broadway, how are you? I... What are you doing here, Dan? Yeah? Well, I just thought I'd drop in and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Everybody is not here. And so I see. Hey, Charlie, is that a Tom and Jerry? Yeah, you wish one? Yeah, just one. Then I gotta go. Here, store this someplace for me, will you? Yeah, what is in the package? Iron? <laughs> not by a long shot. Well, Broadway, I haven't seen you for a long time. Where well, you been keeping yourself? Safe. Huh? How's it with you, Charlie? Yeah, pretty good. Here, have a Tom and Jerry on the house. Thanks, Good. Yeah. Dan, is it safe for you to be out? Hmm? Oh, you mean about Heine Schmitz, huh? That is it. 
Well, this is kind of a farewell party, boys. From now on, I'm going this straight and narrow. You? Why? I mean, this is news. Yeah. Uh, maybe because I'm in love. This makes it worse. I presume the doll is Muriel O'Neill. Uh-huh. You know, this is Christmas. I figure there's no better time for a guy to cut out his old life and build something new for himself. And that's what I'm going to do. Here's to you, Broadway. Look, Dan, I'd give a million potatoes if I do not see you tonight. Why? I, I just would. You are plenty hot. Oh, sure. Heine doesn't like me. <laughs> and when Heine doesn't like somebody, that somebody is in the red. Plenty. I gotta go, Dan. Why? Look, you, you know I wouldn't give the tip off, Dan, but... Well, Shotgun Sam is looking for you. And when he finds you... I know. Broadway is right, Dan. Shotgun will not be particular who is between him and his target. Yeah. You sure nobody sees you come in here? I don't know. Holy mackerel. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's funny, isn't it? Here I am, in love with a doll who loves me. I want to go straight. I want to forget the old life and build up something new for Muriel and me. I got to do it the hard way. Yeah, it is funny. Okay, tell you what. I'll stay just a couple of minutes. Then I'll take the heat off you two by getting out of here. Okay? Sure, Dan. You are an all right guy. Broadway, what do you say? I... Ah, it's Christmas Eve. What else can I say? Thanks. Well, Merry Christmas, boys. It is more than a little uncomfortable in good time Charlie's, as any minute we are expecting Shotgun Sam to poke in and end the proceedings. But the half hour goes by and all three of us are beginning to think that everything is all right when the scene is as follows. That is somebody at the door. Yeah, it is. Dan, there's a back way out of here. You think they won't have that covered? Open the door, Charlie. You crazy? I'm tired of running away. Open the door. You cannot do this, Dan. Step back. I'll open No, no, don't, Dan. Look, if anything happens, take that package to police headquarters. Police? Yeah, there's a note in it. They'll understand. Now, get back out of line of the door. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Look! It's, it's Santa Claus. It is somebody who looks like it. <laughs> hey, look! <laughs> Hi, Charlie. Hi, Broadway. Look, it is Ookie. <laughs> yeah, Ookie dressed up like Santa Claus. Yeah, I... I'm glad you opened, Charlie. It's pretty cold outside. Okay, what is the idea of the Santa Claus suit? And what is the idea of scaring ten years out of us? Who? Me? <laughs> it's okay, Okay, You didn't know. But like Broadway asked, what's the idea of the Santa Claus suit? Well, I'm advertising Fletcher's store. Oh. Fifty cents an hour I get for walking up and down the streets handing out his c- cards. <laughs> oh, you got yourself a bad cold. Uh-huh. But I'm going to be all right in a couple of minutes. Just got to... Got to... Get warm first. Well, you're crazy. You will get pneumonia if you go out again. I need the dough bad. You mean you're so broke you got to walk up and down in that Santa Claus suit for half a check an hour? How do you like that? Here, rookie, drink this. A Tom and Jerry. Yeah? Thanks. That's good. 
It's nice and hot. But gee, I wish I could stay in here and talk with you, Skies, but I gotta beat it. You are figuring on going out in the cold? Well, I need the dough. I ain't got a cent, and my wife's kind of sick. I, I, I'd kind of like to bring her a little present this year. Okay, how long do you have to walk around like that? About till midnight. Well, it's only ten now. You will get soaking wet in the snow in two hours. Oh, I'll stop in the storefronts and places to get warmed up. Well, got to get going. Uh, thanks for the Tom and Jerry. Sure. Uh, here. Buy the wife a good present, huh? Oh, gee. Well, thanks, Charlie. Here, give her one for me, too, huh? Oh, no, look. I'm making a real Christmas, Hookie. Oh, gee, Dad. Guys, I, I... I got a bad cold. Makes me sniffle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, got to get going. Wait, Hookie. You got dough now. Why kill yourself for a measly four bits an hour? Well, it ain't only this job. But Fletch promised me if I'd make good, he'd let me clean up his place overnight. Fifteen a week. And uh, I need the job. So you see, I got to do it. No, you don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I've been pretty sick the past year. Couldn't hold no job. But but this year's going to be different. I promise Midge, my wife. Okay. Take off that suit. Huh? But, Dan, I got... Take it off. Dan, what's the idea? I'm not going to let Oogie walk around with that cold. Oh, now, please, Dan. I need the job I'm going to get. You get it. Because Fletcher's Santa Claus is going to walk around. What are you talking about, Dan? Me. I'm going to be Santa Claus. Now I hear everything. Well, Dan. Dan, Laura, start taking it off. You stay here till you get good and warm. Then take a cab back home. Dan... I won't never forget this. I won't either. Well, I'll have it off in a jiffy. Dan, you are crazy. You'll be walking around the streets. You'll be a setup for shotgun. You've got a chance if you keep out of sight. I'm going to make this the best Christmas I ever had. It says peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Okay, I'm through running away. If shotgun wants to rub me out on Christmas Eve, I'll let him. I'm not going to run away anymore. But what about Muriel? Why do you not think about her? I am. I'm giving her a Christmas present. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Together, we don't have to keep running away. By herself, she'll do a lot better. Hurry up with that suit, Hookie. All right, that's the first portion of Dancing Dance Christmas. A really good story on the Damon Runyon Theater. These were always terrific. I mean, written by one of the greatest writers of all time, Damon Runyon himself. He wrote these stories, and then they were adapted for radio by Alan Ladd's production company, Mayfair Productions. Terrific series. And uh, we will get back to this broadcast in just a few minutes. Stick around here on Hollywood 360. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of the radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour holiday 
Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know, listening to this uh, Dancing Dan's uh, program here, such a great story, you know, showing heart and he's trying to help this guy out and all this stuff. And it reminds me of that time that you and I were somewhere. I can't say where we were. We were at, we were at a professional function. Right. Right. And somebody came up to you. Oh, right. Yes. And asked. It was a male for a loan. Yes, he did. Like, you know, he, he came to work. This person came to work without, you know, maybe left his wallet at home or something, and he was going to have to work all day. Who knows why? And so he was like, hey, he, Lisa. You know, he saw me, and right away he's like, I, I, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he was like, I'll make it like a whole big thing of it. Yeah, and I'm I like, left my wallet Here's at me, home. like, what's up? Yeah. And he did he says, say I left my wallet at home? No, he didn't. He didn't give me any explanation. What did he, just he say? Said, Could I borrow some money? <laughs> some money like oh sure lisa will give it to him but i don't i didn't bring a wallet in with me i always leave it i don't i didn't have it a wallet so with you me in this in this you had no cash on i you. didn't have a wallet a purse or anything with me right so i said i didn't and with this is true i'm not i'm i this is a true story i said i don't have my wallet with me but you can check with carl and see yeah. if he so has anything so she throws me under the bus i said like, check with carl, you i don't know what carl. you have he's got wads of cash i did not on him say that i just said you can check with carl yeah, he just, might carl's have some. probably just dripping with well, cash well i know you are but i didn't say yeah, that yeah right so, so she so she volunteers. But wait, it gets worse. Mike, Mike, she volunteers. I know the whole me. story. But it gets worse because he says to wait, Carl. So he comes up to me, the same guy that Lisa said, I so, don't have any and money. And here I am just but standing Carl, watching the interaction. But Carl probably does. I said, Carl now, might. You can ask him. Now, if the roles are reversed and somebody <laughs> came up to me and said, hey, can I borrow, you know, 20? He wanted $20. That's what he asked And for. I, would, I wouldn't be like, well, I don't have $20. But go ask Lisa. Well, I didn't know what else to say. Mike. I felt badly because I well, didn't have any money. Well, hold on a second, though. It gets yeah. worse. You offered him more. Well, nah. So wait, let me finish the story. Exactly. So, the so guy, he goes he over to Carl to and says, Carl, could I borrow 20 bucks? Carl takes out his wallet and gives him 20 and says, do you need more? Do you need 20 more? Well, And the guy's not, like, no, sure. No, that's not what happened. Really? He says to me. I don't have any money on me. I'm going to be here all night. I, he did not say that. that. I was me. standing right there. And he's like, he gave he, no he got explanation. $20. And I felt bad. I'm like, what's he going to get for $20? Uh, some toilet paper I for said, kids? well, do you need more than $20? You know, do you need 40 And you offered 40 and he said, sure. She's like, sure. So you give him so 40, I gave him 40 And then what? I've never heard from the guy exactly. since. Exactly. It's been about four years. Exactly. So... Literally so, four years. So who should leave their wallet at, in the car next time? <laughs> and I've, you know, and I don't have the, I don't have the like, uh, I, I can't go up to the guy and, like four years later and be like, hey, remember when four years ago? No, it's been too long. Now it would be awkward. Remember? But that's that's because we we never encountered this character. Again. I have character. Oh, you have? I have. Oh, yes. you have? Yes, yes. I've okay. seen him. 
Okay. And I mean, he conveniently forgot that he borrowed forty dollars from me. Um, yeah, and I, had I you just, just don't given have him a, the twenty. You wouldn't feel as badly. I about just it. don't have the the you know it in me to be like, hey, so and so. Remember four years ago when I loaned well, you, you waited too long. Forty bucks. But a good a good guy would have given it to you back when you shouldn't have to ask for it. Yeah. You don't need so I'm to out. Beg so I was in, for that. I I should have I should have just given the forty I mean twenty he that's asked right. for, right? That's what so I So that's said. kind of my fault. So you know what? I'd probably be happy if we, we split the difference. Just give me twenty back. Yeah, you're never going to The other twenty is my fault. It's good yeah. karma. You got good karma. I got that's forty right. bucks coming. That's from right. somewhere. somewhere, somehow, somewhere. Maybe I'll win forty dollars in the lotto or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. But if you don't play, you won't win. But anyway. Okay. So but that was my, you know, pay it forward moment. You know, he was hungry. We don't know what he wanted <laughs> he needed to do a, with it. He needed he needed to buy a sandwich or something. Or something. Um but I'll probably never see that money, right? Never. No. no. You don't think I'm ever gonna see it? Nope. All right. I bridge. might as well just forget about it, That's right? That's what I'm saying. 40 you bucks. You don't need it anyways. $40 right. gone. It won't I can, change can your life. help repair my my uh, Chevy Nova. It won't change your I life. I could probably get a, what do you call those? Uh, uh, a car mat. A mat to put over it. Anyway, <laughs> we're listening to the Damon Runyon Theater, Dancing Dan's Christmas. This reminded me of that story. I don't know why. December, um, let's see, this uh, aired... March 13th, 1949. Here's the conclusion. And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, Dancing Dan's Christmas. Well, Dancing Dan puts on Ookie's Santa Claus suit, beard and all. We get a pillow from Good Time Charlie and make Dan look quite a bit like the real thing. And then, just as he is about to leave, the scene is as follows. Now, who is calling me on the phone? Answer it, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I'll be back in just a second. Dan, for the last time, do not do this. I'm doing it yeah. for Wookiee and Muriel. Oh. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe in Santa Claus. I tell you, you got a chance no, if you... No, nothing. But... Hey, uh, Broadway. Yeah, Charlie? Uh, this call is for you. What? For me? But nobody knows I am here. You better take this. But, Go ahead, Broadway. I'll wait here till you're through. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You are not going to like this, Broadway. Who is it? Here, take it. I will go back and talk to Dan. Hello? This is Broadway. Broadway, this is Muriel O'Neill. What? Charlie told me Dan's there. Well, yeah, he is, but how'd you know? He said he was going to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Broadway, watch him. Don't let him do anything crazy. Please. Miss O'Neill, I have no control whatsoever of... Charlie told me what he's going to do. You mustn't let him, Broadway, please. What is there I can do? Talk him out of it. I tried that for a solid half an hour. Then go with him. We have a bad connection. I think you say, go with him? Yes. It is a very bad connection. Broadway, look, it's Christmas. I love the big goop. I know what he's thinking and I know what he's doing. Please, stay with him. Miss O'Neill, I know it is Christmas, and I would like to see what it is like next year, too. Broadway, they, they might not try anything if there's somebody with him. Don't you see? I do not. You're afraid. All right. Hold him there until I get to him. I'll go with him. Oh, no. Hey, hey no, please. Hold him there. No, look, Miss O'Neill, there is no... <sighs> Miss O'Neill, Miss O... <sighs> Step on him, Broadway. I want to get going. Yeah, I'm coming. 
Friend of yours on the phone? Uh-huh. A friend of mine. Yeah, well, uh, what does uh, the friend have to say, Broadway? Nothing much. Say, uh, Dan. Yeah? I think I will walk a piece with you. You're crazy. I need some air. Broadway, stay here. I, I have to meet somebody in a little while. Come on, then. <laughs> okay, I can't stop you. Oh, give me that package, Johnny. <laughs> what have you got in there, Dan? A uh, Christmas present for the police. Come on, Broadway. Well, so I am crazy. But I do not like to see Miss Muriel O'Neill taking a chance. So I figure I will go with Dan, so that if Miss O'Neill comes into Charlie's, he will tell her I am with him. We step out into the street. The snow is sparkling under the lights, and the bells are ringing. It is a beautiful Christmas Eve, and everybody looks happy but me. I am very sad, and more than somewhat jumpy, because I expect any minute to hear something that is not Christmas chimes. But we walk up the street, and the scene is as follows. Look! Broadway, did you ever see a night like this? Truthfully, no. Fresh snow on the street, people laughing, talking. What makes people laugh like this, Broadway? I wish I know. So do I. Look, Dan, how far do you expect to walk? Not far, just to Muriel's place. Muriel's? Yeah. I want to put something in her grandma's stocking. I do not know what you are talking about. Oh, her grandmother hangs up her stocking every year and gets nothing. But this year, she's going to have a good Christmas. Just one before she dies. This year, that stocking's gonna get something good in it. Like what? See this package? Know what's in it? If it is at all like the rest of this evening, there is a bomb in it. <laughs> no, no. I made a haul. 50,000 clams worth of jewelry. This is Christmas Eve, and so I figured I'd take it back to the police because I am going straight. You are walking around in a Santa Claus suit? With 50 grand worth of jewelry wrapped up in a newspaper? <laughs> it's the only paper I could find. And I am with you? <laughs> Take it easy, Broadway. No one will think of frisking Santa Claus for jewelry. I... Hey, look. Where? What? Who? A Salvation Army doll. She is not doing a good business. Come on. Dan, please, let us get in off the street. You'll now have your fun. I have to pass out these cards for Uki, sure. But meanwhile, we're going to drum up a little business for the Salvation Army doll. Merry Christmas. And the last... Good evening, miss. Oh, Hello there, Santa. I don't see much folding money in that kettle. Well, people are too busy to stop, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. I will see what I can do. And please, let us get off the street. Ah, there's a customer. Hey, you. Hey, you talking to me? Uh-huh. You know who I am? <laughs> you look like Santa Claus to me. I am. Now, you be one. Huh? Put something in the kettle. Now, look. Uh, no, you uh, look there. Put something in the kettle. I, well... Of course. And see that what you put in doesn't make a tinkly sound. In fact, no sound at all. You were the first Santa Claus I ever seen packing a rod. I'm different. Go ahead. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. He will tell the cops then. Uh-uh. Hey, you. Come in. Well, I, I put a $5 bill in the kettle. Good. Here's your fire. I, what? I don't understand. I want the little lady to think that it came from you. Now, beat it. Oh, sure, sure, Santa Claus. Hey, thanks very much. Now let's proceed. Well, here's my 
last stop, Broadway. Look, then, forget this business. Oh, no, I still got Grandma O'Neill's stocking to fill. Come on. But Shotgun might be watching here. So, what if he is? He will get you. Well, I'm not going to let Shotgun spoil the best Christmas Eve I've had since I was a kid. You coming with me or not? I... I can't stand out here on the street. Well, then, come on. She lives on the second floor. Look, Broadway, you stay back of me. No use you getting it, too. That makes good sense. See anybody? No. I do not like this. It is too quiet. Yeah. Well, here we are. See if the door is locked. Open. Uh-huh. Let me go in first. Be careful, Dan. I'll go in first and light the light. Nobody here. Nobody but Grandma O'Neill. Sleeping. I do not like this, Dan. They will come looking for you here. Oh, let them. Look at her, Broadway. Sleeping in her chair. And that stocking hanging up. Every year she does that. Well, now we're going to make it worth a while. Look at that. Yeah. Pretty stuff, ain't it? You know there's a 5000 reward out for it? I... And you're putting it in a stocking? Why not? It's a nice Christmas present, ain't it? Here we go. It looks awful funny in that stock. <laughs> and it's going to take more than a little explanation how it gets there. Uh, it's here. That's the main thing. Now, let's get going again. Where to now? Oh, I don't know. But you can go home if you want to. Yeah. I guess I will. She's going to believe it's really a Santa Claus. Wait. Somebody came in the door in the hall. Coming up. Who's that? Muriel. Muriel. Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan, you crazy fool. Oh, no, honey, everything's all right. Muriel, did you see anybody? No. But why did you come here? I had something to do, honey. Please, Dan, you can't stay here. You can't stay in New York. What do you want me to do? Run away? What do you care if that's what it has to be? It's better than being killed. I don't think so. Miss O'Neill is right, Dan. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Now, look, Muriel. You wait five minutes out here in the hall. And you go in your flat. But why? Do like I said. What are you going to do, Dan? Me? I've got a great idea. I'll do like I said. Broadway, stay away. Dan! Don't come after me. Broadway, what's he going to do? Miss O'Neill, I do not know. And even if I do know, I would not understand it. Well, we do like Dan says. We wait five minutes, and then we go into Muriel's flat. When she sees the jewelry in the stocking, she makes me tell her what happens, and then she runs out in the street to look for Dan. But he is gone. And it is not until the next day that I hear what happens from Good Time Charlie. Sure, sure, I am telling it straight, Broadway. Dan goes right to the police and tells them he pulled that jewelry job. And, and he leaves the jewelry so Muriel will get the reward? That is the way I figure it, but she will not accept it. But now he will get a couple of years at least. Sure he will. You know, maybe it is better this way. He goes to the clink, but he does not get rubbed out by Shotgun Sam. Yeah. Yeah, but there is something I do not understand. What? Why is it that Muriel does not take the reward money? 
Uh, dogs are very funny people sometimes, Broadway. They are very funny people. She says she will wait for him, and they will start all over again. Yep, like you say, dolls are very funny people. But, Charlie, there is something even funnier. Yeah? What is that? I am not able to figure out why Dan is still alive. And why Shotgun Sam is not watching your place here last night. Or haven't it watched? Like I say, it is hard to figure that out. Anyway, Dan goes to the pen, but he gets a light sentence because he says he is going straight, and besides, he gives himself up. He gets out and marries Miss Muriel O'Neill, and the last I hear, they are living happily. But that is not the end of the story. And what the end is, I will tell you in a minute. It is a year later that I am once again sitting in Mindy's. It is again Christmas Eve. I look up from my blinters, and whom do I see but Shotgun Sam? And he is looking at me with a funny look. He comes over and sits down, and the scene is as follows. Hello, Broadway. Hello, Shotgun. It is just about a year since I saw you last, is it not? Almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve last year. Oh, no, you do not see me last Christmas Eve. I see you last Christmas Eve. You do not see me. You are going to say something? No. I see you come out of Good Time Charlie's. You do? Uh-huh. I'm looking for dancing Dan. But I'm not looking for him anymore because Heine Schmitz no longer cares for Miss Muriel O'Neill. Oh. You say you see me last Christmas Eve coming out of Good Time Charlie's? Yeah. I get a tip that dancing Dan is headed for there. I get there just as Ookie is going in. Ah, Ookie. Yeah. I wait, and then I see you come out with Ookie. I must get a bad steer because Dancing Dan never goes in nor comes out. <laughs> it must be a bad steer you get. Well, I guess I will go now. Mm-hmm. So long. So long. Oh, and um, Merry Christmas, Shotgun. And so ends the famous Damon Runyon story, Dancing Dan's Christmas. Listen in again next week for... The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the stories adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. Vern Carstensen is in charge of production. This is a Mayfair production. So, Lisa, why do you think that they, because they purposely said theater, not theater. No, I heard it. The Damon Runyon theater. They, they, all of them were like that. I mean, it was, it was purposeful. Oh, sure. Right? They, they did it on purpose. That was a choice. The Damon Runyon Thurder. Yes. I Why did they do that? It's just fancy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? Uh, yeah. Dancing Dan's Christmas on the Damon Runyon Thurder. Thurder. Uh, <laughs> with John Brown 
as Broadway. Uh, great episode. Really fun. All right. Time for this month in music history. All right. So uh, we're going to go back to our final song from the 1970s. Let's hear it. I remember when Mary Lou said, you want to walk me home from school? Well, I said, yes, I do. Yes, I, I do. do. She said, I don't have to go right home, and oh. I would kind of like to be alone. Mm. So you would. Mm. I said, me too. Me too. And Funny. so we took a stroll, wound up down about swimming home. No? And she said, You'll, you'll remember it when you hear the chorus. Mm-hmm. That's right here. That's right here. Come on. She said, I don't like spiders and snakes. And that ain't what it takes to love me. I don't like spiders and snakes. This is a top hit in 74. Wow, 1974. I had a 1974 Corvette, but I didn't have it in 1974. I bet you didn't. I had it like in 94 or something. (laughs) But I did have a 1974 Corvette. What color was it? Silver. Oh, I was picturing red. Yeah, no, silver Corvette. That's cool. Um, But, you know. A new one would be nice. Yeah, 1974 Corvette in probably like 95 or something. Right. And it was, it had brown interior, which I didn't really like. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You know, but I but it was a cool car. Sure. You know. Especially for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. I don't like spiders and snakes Either. either. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this. Come on over here. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, next time it's uh, more holiday programming. Suspense. Ozzy and Harriet. Dragnet. The Jack Benny program. And the life of Riley. Sounds like a fun lineup, huh, Lisa? Uh, Always, Carl. Yeah, that's all next week on Hollywood 360. Be sure to visit our official website at Hollywood360radio.com. From my co-host, the vivacious one herself, Lisa Wolf. From our executive producer, Mr. Bubbly himself, Mike Bubblebath Costella. <laughs> and my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying stay safe, be healthy, and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.